0: Welcome right. back to the iHealth Channel on iHealth Radio. Again, I have uh, Bob Pasquale with me, and we're going to be talking about uh, various things, about his journey, his start, uh, his podcast. I mean, he is actually a fellow podcaster and got a lot of episodes out there, a lot of content, and uh, a very unique story. And the reason we've actually, you know, connected and we wanted to actually talk tonight about, you know, his experience is that he has dealt with the insurance world Mm-hmm. And not only so much in the business, but also because of his personal, you know, um, I guess experience mm-hmm. through health issues. So, so Bob, you know, first of all, thank you for joining us and being, you know, uh, with us on the show and uh, apologies on, on the technical, because, uh, you know, that, that was a, a very unique thing that, that, that appeared today with the repeat. <laughs> so we had to reset, but I uh-huh. appreciate your patience. Thank you. And, um, so Bob, let's talk about your, story it's a unique and it's interesting
1: yeah it, it's pretty unique uh you know my wife i don't know why she married me but i always say she always tells me i'm the strangest person she knows uh, <laughs> i don't know how to take that a good or bad i heard that too but <laughs> yeah but anyway i first of all i appreciate you having me on the show Kane. i mean this is cool i love what y'all are doing here i help radio awesome Thank and you. don't even worry about the technical aspects i am a fellow podcaster and i have been there before my friend well we've all, we've all been there
0: it's on it on on the live it's always harder because when you do the edits and you do it on the side nobody sees it when you're live it happens you got to deal with it <laughs>
1: yeah that's live radio right there and you just jump on it
0: just, that's right
1: you know what the mark of a good good host is someone who can deal with it so
0: thank you um, well i try yeah, i've had a couple of hiccups so you you learn over time but you know you never know when it happens again so <laughs> yeah
1: you know. absolutely absolutely um so yeah i mean back to your original your original point yes i, I have a unique story i i I had some major medical issues when I was a young person and so saw that side of healthcare and and uh, insurance and those sort of things, but also had a a battle that I just had to kind of put my nose to the grindstone and and knock it out myself. And I didn't learn until years later really what I had gone through, to be quite honest with you. And so then eventually I ended up taking a job and worked in, in insurance and investment world for many, many years until recently when my business partner and I uh, left the firm that we worked for, loved working for them. The mission was awesome, it did some tremendous work, but we kind of wanted to do our own thing and got the entrepreneurial itch. And so now I'm looking at it from an even different perspective. So it's been quite a journey, my friend. And, you know, I can dive into all of that stuff. I know we got, we got plenty of time, and, but my experiences have been pretty unique. And I feel like the sharing of my story can be helpful to, to a lot of people.
0: Definitely, definitely. And we do want to hear about it. So so let's go back to the, the health part. And that I think that is that is a big starter and the big you know I guess change in your life, uh, and, and of course that had the impact that that it had on your life and your you know the whole the whole outcome of, of mm-hmm. and today and where we are today. So let's talk to our audience and our listeners today. You know about what is what was the condition, what was the issue uh, that actually really affected health?
1: Sure. So well, first of all, let me say that you are right. That really did impact my whole life. And at the time I felt like it was something that I just had to push through myself. And I didn't realize, I mean, I guess I should have realized, but I didn't realize until now, times like now where I've been through that journey and it really did change my whole life. And so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the story when I was 18 years old. Now I grew up a very healthy kid, loving parents. I grew up in South Florida for the most part. I was actually born in New York, but moved down to South Florida when I was young and lived in a melting pot that is Fort Lauderdale okay. Miami area Love, <laughs> loved my life growing up and so now I'm sure you were 18 years old at one point and I don't know about you but when I was 18 years old I thought I was invincible I thought I was the the you know I didn't think anything could destroy me ever I was an 18 year old kid I was going off to college I was playing football I thought I was on top of the world in fact I was in my mind I was on top of the world so I during training camp now when You're playing football, you got to show up at an, like a month before school starts to get prepared for the season, right? So, we're there with maybe some soccer, soccer players, maybe some other athletes, but it's mostly the football team and, and an empty campus up at Hofstra University in Long Island, New York. And I first couple of days of training camp, I was doing really well. In fact, co- coaches were praising me, saying, oh, you know, you're young, but keep it up, keep working hard. And I thought that was a great message for myself, but I ended up uh, tweaking a, uh, my a groin. I pulled a muscle and I don't know if you've ever pulled a groin muscle, but that has got to be the, one of the most painful injuries. And you don't realize how much you use that muscle when you're moving. Right. I mean, have you ever experienced something like that?
0: I, I pulled muscles, not the groin muscles. Oh, so well, I don't no ever do that. Look, yeah, hopefully not. <laughs>
1: Don't I ever pull your grandma.
0: There's no coming back right now.
1: <laughs> no, no. You can't, you can't barely walk. So this exercise, so picture this. I'm, the exercise that I was doing to rehab this injury was there's a three-wheeled stool in the training room. Now, when you go from high school to college, the training facilities are drastically different, right? In, in high school, you may have a couple student helpers and one part-time guy or gal who. You know tapes you up or you know looks at gives you some ice or something when you go to college we have a whole staff we have this huge room it's like 30 yards long by like 20 yards wide huge room for just for training stuff and during training camp you got a hundred guys on the team 25 staff and coach i mean you got all the room is packed full of people at 5 30 six o'clock in the morning right before practice right and so my what I was doing to rehab was wheel myself with just my legs, or back and forth across this room, like dodging people. And it was exhausting, to be honest with you. And it hurt because I had an injury. Well, I was about a week into doing that, and the head trainer stands up on a box or something, not a big guy. He's a trainer, not a football player. And he screams out, and it just it just so happened, like all the commotion every morning. some For some reason that morning it was quiet at that moment. And he's like, hey, Bobby, and he yells at me, you know, cupping his hands. And he's like, what are you still doing in here? Get back on the field. And I'm like, okay, I thought I was invincible. And now I had the trainer ragging on me, right? So I felt like such a loser for that moment. But I told him, I said, Rick, you know, it still hurts. Something's wrong. So we actually had a private meeting. And he said, you know what, you know, Bob, I, I, I get it. I'm going to send you to a doctor. So I had a series of tests. And we don't need to get into every last little test. But just about every scan, sonogram thing in the book, they, they, they did on me. And I had this really important meeting with a doctor on the day my parents were coming up to New York for my final, excuse me, for my first college football game. Now they knew I wasn't playing at this point, but they had already scheduled a trip. So that was a Thursday. I was in the meeting with my doctor by myself and he looks me in the eye and says, Bobby, you have cancer. And I was like, what? I mean, I'm 18. How can I have cancer? I'm invincible. There's no way that I, that I have cancer. Well, I was in denial or whatever it was, but my mom called me from the car. Now, this is cell phones were still pretty early at this point. But she had a cell phone. She called me right after I got out of the appointment. It was perfect timing. And I had to tell her. I couldn't lie. I said, and say, Mom, she's like, how'd it go? I was like, well, the doctor actually told me I had cancer. And she like flipped out, right? She was, she was in shock. And I could hear my dad in the background. What's going on? You know, what's the problem? Like he was sitting next to her in the car. So we actually went back to my uncle's house. Now I was from that area of the country, Long Island. So all my whole family's up there. So that's where my parents were gonna stay, at my uncle's house. We met at my uncle's house, shed a bunch of tears. We looked at each other like, this is crazy. What are we gonna do? And the next couple of days were a blur. I just, I don't even remember what happened. Now fast forward a couple of days to Saturday, my uncle's best friend, now we don't know this guy because we haven't lived there in years. My uncle's best friend comes over the house and he hands his keys to my parents. He gives them the keys and said, here's my car. And they're like, your car? And he's like, well, take the car. I know you have to go through a bunch of tests. And speaking of insurance, they had all this insurance to go through. We had a, we had a call and figure out how it was, was going to be covered. We knew we needed a bunch of tests. My dad was constantly on the phone, both of my parents with their insurance company. And they, they figured out the test that we needed to take. And we really needed the guy's car. So he actually gave us the car. It was amazing. So, and he left, but like he was there for 15 minutes and he said, I got to go. I want to spend some time with my family. I'm, I'm headed out. So he left. His name was Tim, nicest guy in the world for 15 minutes. So my oncologist told me we got hooked up with an oncologist right away because we needed a, a early cancer. Yep. So on Monday morning, I took my first college class because my oncologist said, Listen, you can't do nothing. You have to keep your mind working during this process, whatever, the, whatever it is, whatever we decide your treatment process is. So I went through my first college class. Everything was pretty normal. Went to some more tests in the afternoon. Next morning, get up early, go to my second ever college class. When I came out of the class, I went to the cafeteria. Now, I don't know if you remember those like tube TVs that they used to hang like in the corner of a yeah. on a bracket right before they had flat screens. I know. and, and this type of technology, right? So they... I was
0: up, not stuff, then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have just quit while they were ahead. So, the, so the TV's up in the corner, and I'm watching it, and a plane, I'm watching the news, and a plane hits the Twin Towers.
0: Oh, 9-11.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. What a horrible accident. I call my dad, who's at the house, and he's like, um, did you see that? I was like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I got to go over to practice, and I got to do some meetings or whatever. And then all of a sudden, bam, the second plane hits. And, no and he's like... Oh man, this something is wrong. You better come come back to your uncle's house now. So I left. I don't even know if I finished whatever I was eating. I hopped in the car and it was normally a 15 minute drive to my uncle's house. It took me nine hours and, and I ran out of gas in the neighborhood to be honest with you. Now I studied broadcasting, broadcast journalism in grad school, have a degree. I will never, and I appreciate radio and I appreciate iHealth radio, but I will never listen to nine straight hours of AM radio ever again in my life.
0: I listen to yeah, that's why we throw some music in just to get to cool off things. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, you're a veteran radio guy. So, so I'm watching this in the distance, I'm watching the Twin Towers in the distance, plus listening to it. It was unbelievable, like where my life went in a four day period between cancer and 9 11. So, I get to my uncle's neighborhood. We run out of gas. We push the car into the driveway, and we go inside. And my uncle, my, my aunt couldn't get a hold of my uncle. He was in Denver, and he was supposed to fly in the night before. So she's panicking. She's beside herself. And then finally, like late in the evening, he calls and says, "Okay, I'm I'm, I'm okay." And we were like, "Oh, thank God, you know, uncle's fine." But it turns out Tim, his best friend, was actually in the tower that morning, and he ended up. i they give you the car? The guy that gave us the car was in the tower. So another jab to the heart for the family. It was just unbelievable. Did he make it? No, he didn't. Awesome. He didn't make it. He, he perished and it was really sad. And I, I remember, I'll never forget the 15 minutes I spent with that guy. I mean, I could not believe it. And uh, I actually had the opportunity to speak with his kids now who were young when that happened. And I, I knew them, but I didn't. I had met them before since then, but I didn't really get a chance to express myself. And my cousin got married not too long ago. And at the wedding, I actually get to shake their hand like when they were adults, you know, that was an amazing experience. But yeah, that guy, supposedly he was, just by anyone I talked to, he was such a generous guy and we experienced it. But so anyway, that was my story. And so that, I powered through chemotherapy and treatments and dealing with all of that junk, thinking that I was... Once again, I almost still, even though I was diagnosed with cancer, my my doctor told me that it was extremely aggressive and it spread. It was testicular cancer. That's hence the groin injury that we thought was a groin injury spread up to my lymph nodes in my abdomen. And the oncologist said, I might not have been there if we wouldn't have found it much sooner, but it was extremely treatable. And that gave me the confidence. Maybe he was just telling me that I don't know, but it gave me the confidence to power through. And I thought during that period of time that it was just me Something about, I, I just felt like it was me overpowering cancer. When come to find out, it took me years to figure this out, but I realized that all the support I had to doctors and the, the family. And then my cousin suffers from cystic fibrosis, a respiratory and immune and digestive disorder. And he's a little bit younger than me, but my parents and my aunt and uncle, they kind of were almost in cahoots, encouraging us to spend a lot of time together, almost in our suffering. And I didn't realize that until after I thought we were just playing video games like kids, but they, 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 they coordinated this to help us build, have good, you know, have good, healthy conversation and mental health during the time when we were both really struggling physically. So speaking of health, mental and physical health are very, very closely tied in my
0: experience.
1: Well, it's very important.
0: I would, I would literally relate to that. I mean, I, we, I've had so many guests and we've talked about the, the link between the mental health and mental state and the physical state and also the environment that you're in. I mean, you were able to, to really stand strong because of all the assistance and, and, and the positiveness that you had. I mean, too much positivity around you, you know, that helps if you didn't have that, you know, maybe you could have really thought about it. Like, oh, my life is gone and this and then your mind is going to stop playing games and it can affect. So, so I think you, you, you did. I mean, that was the right thing to do is to keep positive. You know, keep surrounding with the right folks, and of course, follow whatever regimen that you were given by your, your providers, your doctors. So, yeah. Yeah. And how how long did it take you though for for the the, the actual? Uh,
1: well, I had 20 rounds of chemotherapy, and but we did it really fast. So I know some people the treatment a little bit different, um, but for mine, I would go five straight days, and believe me, Hurricane. By the end of those five days, I was just smoked. I mean. <laughs> I felt good the first two or three days, but by the end of that first week, I was done. Then I would give myself the nupogen shots to pump up my blood, my uh, white blood cell count to help fight infection for 10 days, finish out those two weeks, that the back end of those two weeks, or so four more days with basically nothing, and then i jump back in chemo again. So it was like a week on, two weeks off, week on, two weeks off, four times. So I was done by the end of the... So that was in September. I was done by the end of the year, and... Um, yeah. man, it was, that was very, very, very intense. Praise the Lord. I, that was all I needed. It ended up, I got the scans after that and I was monitored very, very closely for years and years, but that's all I ended up needing, but it was a tough road. It was a tough road.
0: So, well, I mean, it is, listen, dude, it's, it's tough to, to even hearing about it. And right now talking about it is one thing, but going through it, I'm sure that was no picnic for anyone, especially you. But then, of course, your family and anyone that cared, and uh, you know, it's also put a halt on your life. I mean, your football, I guess,
1: mm-hmm. that was
0: that was changed, right? I mean, I'm sure, if you you've gone back, you know, uh, I don't think I
1: did make it back, believe it or not. There you go. Uh, so there you go. So I triumphed. I triumphed there, but it certainly was a trying time for me and my family. It really, really was. And but you're right. The the up, like the positive impact that people around me had. And that's kind of where, you know, you mentioned the podcast before that's really the whole idea of uh, speaking of impact comes from, because I, I believe personally that there's a lot of other people in our life that need and have been put there to help us in different situations. And my big situation now, it doesn't mean you have to have a devastating cancer diagnosis to experience this. It can be something else, but in my experience, that's what it was. And I didn't realize it at the time. And I'm not, wishing that I did, I wouldn't change it for the world. That's where I'm at now. But I definitely powered through mentally with the help of a lot of other people and physically too, and also spiritually. Um, my, My wife, who I didn't even know at the time, I'll tell you a quick story here too. And so when my wife and I, so my wife and I met, we dated long distance for quite a while. And when one of the nights where we were speaking with you, I think we were engaged already at this point, um, but we we're talking with her, we we're having this conversation just reminiscing like, I wonder what it would like if like, I hung out with you in high school, would we have been friends? Because we met after, she was in college and I, was, I had graduated. And she was telling me this story about when she was a junior in high school, she, her, she had a teacher who's a really nice guy, her favorite teacher, never forget like some of the lessons in that class. And, stuff. and one of the first days of junior year, And, you know, how old are you, a junior in high school like 16, maybe 16, 17. And this teacher stands up in front of the class and he's like, all right, class. So what we're going to do is every so often this year, I'm going to remind you to pray for and think about your future spouse. And you're, uh, you know, you're a young person. You're thinking, what? I spouse. I'm just trying to get to the day forget, get married anytime soon. Right. So anyway, they, they, they just pass it off like it wasn't a big deal. But he would remind them consistently, like, hey, did you think about it? You said did you say a prayer for your future spouse. So anyway, we were having this conversation and we're two years apart and we did the math one night, must have been late at night, we we're on the phone. And when she was in junior high school is when I was a freshman in college and all this was going on. And I was like, that's crazy. So she was supporting me and she didn't even know me in 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 a spiritual way so you never know you never know what other people can do for you
0: well actually it's funny because you said that because last show we had on saturday with uh gabriel garrison it's we talked about um energies Mm -hmm. and and you know a lot of people don't don't relate to energy and things like that but it's big i mean in a lot of cultures that is a big thing whether it's the yin yang and whether it's, it's the chakras i mean there's so many so much stuff that we can talk about uh, but but really that's that's really uh, a huge thing and 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 there is an impact and so uh, it's amazing sure. I mean you that that's a true I guess testimonial right there as to how it is now again most people are like what are these guys talking about there's two people that don't even know each other right you know <laughs> again there is that world that we don't understand much about that that has power I mean we 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 hear about miraculous things we hear about things we see things sometimes we don't understand or we cannot even define you know yeah. comprehend and, and we just okay whatever <laughs> but but fact is they do exist and you know unless you really you know get closer you know attention to them you don't even see and understand what they they, they have uh, in terms of uh impact but they do exist uh, and, and, and many look people look at it
1: it's something that we don't we can't there's certain things that i will we'll never understand as humans in my opinion like it's just just over it's beyond us so but but i do believe that it needs to be acknowledged because yeah. I felt those, I felt things before in my life that, that I, that are beyond me, you know, so I I believe in it.
0: So, so Bob, I mean, thank you for sharing. I mean, that's, that's pretty much, it's a little personalized, you know, you know, story, but I mean, I think for people that are watching and listening, I mean, again, we've had a couple examples of people that, that really powered through devastating, you know, life changing moments and health conditions and they persevered and they basically prevailed and they are here and very successful so so i think some people sit back and say oh my god my life sucks you know i don't know what's going on and they have not even experienced anything major uh you know it could be financial it could be whatever sometimes it's just emotional but believe me you power through stay positive you can prevail you will succeed and you will be better uh, and again now if you don't think otherwise if you don't believe that that's when the impact is going to be against you but if you really focus we all go through ups and downs and some of us worse than others, but at the end of the day, you know, you just have to keep focus, keep, you know, really, you know, uh, persevere. I mean, that's it, you know, just, just stay on the zone, in the zone, straightforward, no, no gimmicks, just make it happen through. And it will happen. Of course, surround yourself with the people that will su- support you and give you all the, the, I guess the, the, ump and the energy that you need to get through it. And you
1: will. Oh yeah. Don't be afraid to lean on other people. Don't just, you know, humility is, good it's a great thing. It, you can't do everything by yourself. I don't care what it is business, health, you name it, you know learning, teaching, everything in my life to the, I, I put it this way, I believe that I have a very limited group of skills. I mean I have a very small skill set and I don't mean that to be self-deprecating and criticize myself but I know what I'm really really good at. and those things I concentrate on those, everything else, even the things that I am good at, but especially the things that I know that just aren't my thing, I rely on other people a lot for those now these days. When I was 18 year old, little Bobby, maybe not so little, but when I was the 18 year old Bobby, I didn't do that. I thought everything I was doing was a power of me. Essentially, I thought I was in charge, even though I I knew I wasn't, but I felt like I was. And when you're an athlete, that can be a good thing, I think, or at least celebrated in some cases, you know, confidence, but I think it's a big difference between confidence and, and arrogance and also misunderstanding of what, really is going on and so that's really where i felt it was so i needed that i needed that kick in the pants at that point
0: now nah, but listen you just hit on a very powerful point i mean arrogance versus you know being confident i mean you can be confident mm-hmm. but but i understand. i mean I, anyone that's listening i mean we all sometimes at a certain point think we got this but you don't got nothing without without anybody else no one gets somewhere without the help of others whether uh-huh. it's your career, you know, you can be very talented. I think one of the, the, the shows we had you know, we talked about, you can be the best player. But if no one knows about you, <laughs> nobody knows about you. You know, yeah. other people have to discover you and give you the opportunity to succeed and show off and showcase your stuff. Right. Um, surgeons don't do surgeries by themselves. I mean, they're experts, but they need a team. Uh, we we mm-hmm. mostly we just we just sent, sent, you know, something, you know, we just got on Mars. Right. You know, with perseverance. Yeah. <laughs> perseverance. It took a whole team of, of, of scientists and a lot of stuff to get it there. And we can talk about examples and, and, and more and more about of, of what a team can do. So, so, but really you're right. It's not about one person. It's about everybody around you and how you can utilize that energy and that help in the right way and take advantage of it. And hopefully, uh, you know, get your, uh, outcomes that you are looking for positive ones. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I think the medical field and the sports field, which have both been referenced so far tonight, are such good examples of that. I mean, you're right. A surgeon cannot do the work by themselves. Even your general practitioner, your dentist, your orthodontist, your eye this- doctor, there's a team of people taking care of you. It's just how it is. Uh, you know, right now, I don't know how much you follow the NFL, but there, it's, it's free agency. Season and all these people are signing these contracts with other teams. You're signing a contract with a team. It's not a person. You know, you're. You're. It's part of a group of people that have come together for one common goal.
0: Now, listen. The most powerful quarterback will still need everybody else to do to deliver the touchdown. Yeah, right. You, are, right? <laughs> you, you don't Tom just. No, <laughs> I mean, again, it, it's all a team. I mean, you, that's that's. I love football because when you look at how many people are on the field, mm-hmm. that's the Super Bowl. I mean, they're like hundreds working that that game. I mean. from the sidelines. I mean, the players, I mean, it's crazy. And then that's really what it is. It's it's about, you know, working, uh, you know, with, with a group of people for a common target and common goal. Mm -hmm. And and that's, that's power. I mean, in in business, so we're going to, that's a great segue to the business piece of this discussion, but really, you know, it takes a a village (laughs) to get things done. I mean, yeah, you can be a a solo act for a minute, but you can't succeed unless you get some more people to assist and, and help. That's mm-hmm. all. Um, now, 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 Bob, you, you went to business. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you, you said you were in the insurance world.
1: Yes. Uh, financial
0: or, or just regular, not health?
1: Well, both, but most, mostly financial planning aspect. Uh, but a lot of what we did, a lot of the people that we worked with either needed to provide health benefits for their business or, or even for themselves because they were solopreneurs, entrepreneurial types. So I did a lot of work in the major medical healthcare world too. So just my experience there and how do I, how do I put it? Too? So there's a team of people that you need in that world as well. But I think a lot of times when people are in need medically, it to them, it doesn't look like there's a team of people helping them. It looks like there's a team of people trying to keep them away, right? I mean, when you're dealing with claims and insurance, <laughs> it's like there's a team of people that's against me when they really are supposed to be there to help you.
0: Well, th- th- that's a that's a very um, unique uh, concept you just mentioned because you have both actually teams working. There's a team of care managers <laughs> and people mm-hmm. that will work towards your, like, you know, what you need, your approval, your authorization, and mm-hmm. all the other medical stuff. And then you have a team that is that is working on the back end on the financial stuff and, you know, working with the providers, claims this, claims that we denied this, approved this. And it becomes like a battle between the two appeals, uh, you know, all that, that, that crazy stuff that takes place in the back scene of, of an insurance carrier. So it, it's crazy. And um, I mean, I, I experienced it a little bit differently because my world is in the insurance as well, but, but it, it's more in the government programs, So it's a little different than mm-hmm. the commercial world. In the commercial world, is a little bit more, you know, um, I guess there's more uh, free will, I mean, freedom in terms of how the clients operate. Yeah. Uh, as opposed as opposed to in the government programs, you're highly highly regulated, and there's so much stuff. I mean, they're both regulated, but one is is like scrutinized by four agencies instead of one.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and there and the rules that they put around the, the different things and the limits of income and the limits of the the, the amount of coverage you can get and depending on you know what where you work and all that stuff. I'm sure I'm oh, I, I yeah. know a little bit about it.
0: That's crazy, <laughs> but yeah. you know again, it's an interesting concept. I mean, in terms of I mean, there's there's still in, in the U.S., I mean, at least that we know, we still don't have a full, solid healthcare system and in insurance world. It is no, still, you know, it, you, you can buy the insurance and doesn't mean, you know, that you have everything you need. Then you have deductibles, you have this, you got that. You never know what's the angle. So it, it's tough. It's not easy. And then when you don't have money and you have, like, let's say some government programs and things like that, you might have a better, you know, luck than, than if you bought it with a commercial, you know, product. And so yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I was lucky and blessed enough when I was going through my cancer stuff that my dad worked for a company that had solid benefits. And so we were able, I wouldn't say it was smooth. I mean, I wasn't dealing with that stuff, but my parents were. But honestly, when I went back and looked at all of the expense and the cost of all the stuff that I had to go through, it was unbelievable. And I, I mean, and, you know, you ever heard of the term nickel and diming someone, but at that rate, it's not nickel and diming. Yes. There is a charge or anything, but it's like five, you know, 10,000 and, you know, t- people because it's just such it's such a different level. And so and that was 20 years ago. So, I mean, we're talking about there, it's I can't even imagine what it's like now. And so, you know, it's interesting you bring up what you're talking about with the government programs, because it's interesting, you know, we live people want to live the American dream. And they wanna own their own business or make money and, and be successful with some passionate project that they really care about. And I you know, I know some people that were that were in some government programs and, and ended up not realizing that they would have some additional income this year and then end up getting penalized in the back end too. So you gotta be really careful that if you're in the program, that you don't make too much. I mean, there's just so many things going on there. Um, how do you, it's very, very hard to provide advice to someone. It really is.
0: Well, it it is. And, and there's so many variations and so many tricks and to the trade. Uh, but again, you know, yes, if you don't pay attention to what your income, your resources, and you assume that it's all good, you know, Mm -hmm. last year's income doesn't apply today. So, and so on and so forth, everything changes. And so your situation will change accordingly and then if the government catches up to you then now you you pay back <laughs> well, yeah. so 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 it's it's challenging and uh, but unfortunately some people have no choice they do what they have to do plus we had the last couple of administration we have literally changes in the policies so it went from you need to have insurance you need to have minimums or penalties to no penalties and people are still in the mix now we're going back to a different format and probably will be penalties again so this mm-hmm. is going to be ongoing for people that are in middle income or low income, those things will keep, you know, playing. Uh, mm-hmm. now if you have good income or good business, whatever, and you buy commercial stuff, that's a different story. Cause you know what you're buying, you know, you, you invest in it more and that's it. And you're good. Now, if you have employees as a business, that's another story. You got to take care of them. Uh, that's the other thing. I mean, it's a big, uh, benefit piece that, that, that employers sell you know, to get more empl- talents, right into their, their, their businesses. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. over the years, you know, it's almost like been a decline. I mean, insurance got worse and worse in what's the offering, you know, from businesses. I mean, I was at a company, I was paying 1400 a month. Wow, insurance. Mm that's that just for insurance to cover the family. It was Uh literally like, you know, a lot of money. I mean, did you work just so you can pay your insurance just to have coverage, which is (laughs) deductibles and and you have to pay co-pays and so on and so forth. So, you know, sometimes you you just leave that company because you want to look for somewhere where they're going to give you a better package, right? Yeah. tough well
1: it's it's interesting you say that because so my business partner and I are in a little unique situation right now because we, we did leave our employer so we lost our insurance we can go we can use Cobra plan but that's that's very expensive and it only lasts 18 months and so we're looking for options now with our you know with what we're doing but then you know if you want to look into private insurance you can, you're dealing with pre-existing conditions so if there's anything that you have going on then you, you can't get the coverage for it but then we can go to some kind of insurance deal with through the company, but there's only two of us. So our options are extremely limited. So it's either go with not get pre-existing conditions covered, go with really expensive Cobra or go with a, a major medical plan through the employer that is not really made to cover only two people. And so it's a, it's a strange situation.
0: You know, it's, it's funny that you've worked in this world, you've helped a lot of people, and now here you are. Now I'm in the in exactly it's amazing and yes you're right i mean same thing with me I, i've been in insurance for 27 years but in between plans or, or, or jobs i mean you wind up with no coverage <laughs> and huh. in my life actually i had a year where i was in between you know and i had moved from from uh, one time to another
1: mm-hmm. and
0: actually uh you know that's when we had our first daughter <laughs> and guess uh-huh. what you know, we didn't have coverage. <laughs> so, so it's crazy. I could tell you stories about it. But uh, it is it is interesting how this this the insurance world works. Uh, but again, it is insurance. I mean, it's good to have when you can have it. But if you don't have it, you know, you're basically out of luck. You know, it's tough. Uh, yeah,
1: and I, It's so important. It's so important. And, and dealing with the insurance you know world that I have, I, you know, risk management is really important for the people that we work with. So we're looking at all these different types of risk. And to be quite honest with you, the most complicated one is major medical insurance. I mean, and I don't I don't mean that as a complicated concept. It's very simple to understand. Listen, you have to be able to pay for it when you need to go to the doctor, when you get hurt, or when you get sick. God forbid you, yeah. yeah, God forbid hospital. But it's the most complicated when it comes to choosing your options, especially if you don't have an employer plan, you know. But you compare that to other forms of insurance like life insurance and disability and long term care insurance. Those just seem to be much easier conversations, to be quite honest with you.
0: Well, they are. They're very simple, straightforward packages. You know what you get. Insurance, you got all these packages, deductible, how much you pay, premiums, you know, higher premium, lower deductibles, co-pays, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It is is a... uh, it is fun. <laughs> you yeah. know, as sad as it sounds, it's fun because there's so much stuff to it, but it's really depending on what angle you I mean, where you sit. Like I would say, you have a lot of money, you're a solid. You got no money, you're solid. Anyone in between, you're screwed.
1: <laughs> you don't want to be middle America for this you one. You don't.
0: I mean. For insurance, you don't. I mean, and that's why people stick with jobs because sometimes people they can't move on and, and just be independent because they have no choice. I mean, yeah. in, in in our world we talk, we have brokers. And, and brokers are independent you know, agents that work for themselves. So they got to really produce a lot so they can have enough, you know, extra, you know, monies, you know, and, and, and funds to actually, you know, purchase their own, you know, yeah. especially yeah. if you're a good producer, you're making few thousands a month. I mean, you obviously don't qualify for the government stuff and therefore you have to buy and you always have to think like we have a formula, two policies or three policies will get you your coverage for the month. <laughs> You yeah. always have to buy like three more policies or sell product rather oh. two policies to be able to cover your stuff. So you got you to gotta work a formula eventually, but but it is not a simple process where I'm sick, I can go and get my, my coverage and get my, my health needs, right? No, it's not. Uh, and, and you can say, well, I can pay as I go. It's cheaper than paying premium. That's great if you're healthy. But if you have a you know, existing condition or you never know when something bad happens, you go to the ER, you wind up in the hospital, and now you have a $100,000 bill. <laughs> you know the now you lose your house it, it, it's a, as bad as it gets i mean you know and there have been scenarios of those things i mean it's tough
1: yeah, yeah. do you have experience with those uh cost sharing organizations like metashare and and those type of organizations that they're not actually insurance they're just pooling money together
0: like like the the, the savings programs like we actually put dollars towards a uh well no that's different i think you're referring to some other than what I'm thinking about,
1: <laughs> yeah. There's like these. There's cost-sharing programs. I've heard some really good things about them. I've heard some things that are dead well. Are,
0: oh. Yeah, I think that's what they they are. They, they it's pool money that that is for a few. It's like basically private insurance. For, yeah. So we like a bunch of us puts in money on on a pet, you know, on on, mm-hmm. on and then a. And if you need uh, it, you can use. Uh, yeah, whoever exactly. Well, it's the same thing as insurance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is. Same I mean, concept.
0: Same concept, but it's more individualized or like you know privatized, and mm-hmm. it's, it's really the the shared piece, right? Yeah, but there's also, there's also what people do is this the, like the savings accounts where you can put dollars, you know, pre-tax, whatever, uh, into, into this account and you can withdraw against it. you know, when you
1: need help, oh, like like an HSA, a healthcare yeah. Same, yeah. Exactly. Whole plan, yeah,
0: exactly. So you have those, but again, I mean, these things do not, you know, get any close when you get into like serious stuff.
1: Yeah, if you get really sick or really hurt, yeah, for right. you're, you're, no, you're in trouble.
0: Yeah, that's when people really, you know, and, and again, I deal with the senior market, for example. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're limited. When you get older, you get, it just gets bad for your health. So even Medicare doesn't really cover. So there's a lot of stuff. Some people tap into their, their uh, real estate for reverse mortgages. There's so many things. There's long-term policies. Uh, yeah. they, they go into trusts, you know, funds and things like that to actually kind of cover their care. So it's tough. It's not easy yeah
1: no, that's a tough market too, dealing with people because you know that, you know, when you get up there in age, you're gonna have there's gonna be things that you need. I mean, it's life. What as are you, gonna do as you
0: get older, you know, I mean, there's no choice. You you can be as healthy, but things are gonna start falling apart. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> you know, eventually so let's
1: hope Actually. we don't get there that anytime soon.
0: Well, hopefully, and hopefully we'll keep as much health as, as possible and keep positive and you know, keep the absolutely the, the energy out there. So 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 Bob, uh i mean I'm literally I love this 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 discussion here, but um, your impact. I mean, how you transited, you know, into the world, and then you 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 did right and you built. Now you went to your own business. Yes. Um, any motivation behind that?
1: Entrepreneurial itch. And I never thought I was an entrepreneur. I thought I was like going back to the cancer thing real fast. I mean, I was an athlete. I was a great. I mean, I always listened to my coaches and I listened to my oncologist. Did what he told me to do. And I always felt that I was just kind of a really good soldier. I was a grinder, a hard worker. Uh, you know, I was, I was pretty aggressive and intense in a good way, especially on the athletic field. And I never thought of myself as a creator, someone, someone that's super creative. I don't have musical talent, at least note-wise. I actually started playing the drums recently. That's another story. But I really am not musically talented. I don't play instruments. I don't, I can't sing. I can't draw. My, my wife thinks my she's a kindergarten teacher. She says her students have better handwriting than me. Uh, so I'm not a creative person, but after working, so I mentioned I had a broadcast degree, a master's degree, broadcast journalism, actually worked in sports radio for a couple of years and transitioned into this other role. I actually got recruited into the financial industry and I worked there for 12 years, and I mentioned before I love the company I worked for, really enjoyed it, but somewhere in that 12 years, slowly, not right away, but slowly, I developed to have this entrepreneurial spirit, and I think that's because I found a lot of things in the industry that I felt were wrong or not quite right, and I was like, I got to fix those, so my motivation was not to get out of the company I was working for, not to you know, not to criticize what I had been doing for 12 years because I think we did great work, but it was to tweak a couple things because money is, in my opinion, it, just my opinion, it's a tool. It's something that we use as a tool to get other things. Not There's very, very few people in my life, if any, their goal is money. Their goal is something else and they need money to get there. For them, they might think Ethernet. it's happening. Yeah, it could be a, a, a car. It could be a, a vacation. It could be retirement. It could be insurance. Who knows? But most people don't just want money. So what I realized is that money is such a source of emotion for so many different things because it's tied to all these things. But it's not actually money that really stresses people out. It's the means. It's, it's the end behind the money. So my motivation was to take the concept of money in families and make them more comfortable around managing their finances in all aspects. So I was motivated to start a company that could provide what we call modern financial management. And we want to work with families who really care about something because those they, they hit it off well with us. That's a good fit. So modern financial management for purpose-driven families. And it hit me in the past year or so. And I talked to my business partner about it And I say business partner, when we were working for the company, it was more of my colleague, colleague, if you will. Yeah. Now it's, now she's my business partner and we had this great conversation and we're like, you know what, this is an issue and we can make a change. And I was like, so are you feeling like an entrepreneur? And she's like, yeah, I've never felt this way before. And I was like, you know what, me too. And we just did it. I mean, that was it. We just, we were winging it.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what, that's the first step to everything. Right. I mean, anyone that ever started a business they had to take that leap of faith and and, and just go for it uh, you know what's the worst that's gonna happen you, you 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 have no no reason like you don't look back you just go forward right you got to make it happen it's not easy it's not easy
1: it never is
0: and uh, but you know people are always afraid to make that first jump and everybody that we all the businesses that we look around now and we feel like oh my god they're so successful and they're great they're making billions well they started somewhere I mean you know, uh amazon started some small you know netflix started small i mean we can talk about all the the big you know platforms google i mean mm-hmm. disney garages and basements right <laughs> so yeah. and it started and now they're like you know they rule the world right so it is it is what it is so congratulations on on the Thank step because it, it takes a lot of guts and really you know really like the will to make it and yes, I mean, you take risk, but then again, no risks, no rewards yet, right? So you got to make it happen.
1: Well, so let me make a, a point here. I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because yes, no risk, no reward. You got to take action. And we talk about on our podcast, Speaking of Impact, all the time, taking action is so important with whatever your cause is, whether it's business, whether it's uh, a charity or something, whether it's a project in your home something at work, family, whatever, take action on your ideas or else you'll never move forward. And the reason why that resonates with me, and going back to the entrepreneurial question that you asked, like why? Every, most of the major events in my life, outside of this most recent one, have pretty much been something that's just happened to me. And I wouldn't change the cancer thing for the world. I mentioned that before. I wouldn't change getting recruited into my former organization. I wouldn't change the things that unexpected things that happened when I was a young per, a kid. I wouldn't change any of those. But come to think of it, maybe there's only one other thing maybe that I planned and that was marriage. <laughs> but all of them were good. They all ended up in ha- creating something awesome in my life that I that changed my life for the better. They were hard, some of them, but they were a learning experience. So I said to myself, when my business partner asked me that question, I don't think I said it to her right away, but I thought about it. I talked about it with my wife a little bit. And I said to myself, you know what? Big change has always resulted in amazing things in my life. So why can't I be the one who initiates the big change? I'm always let it's always happening to me. Now it's just because I haven't done the past ones, maybe now I can actually initiate it. So that was our plan. And that's and and I'm really glad you brought that up because that makes a it means a lot to me that it's something
0: that we kind of did
1: on our own volition.
0: Well, you know, what you just said a very important piece is that all these things that happen to you, they are the ones that the composition and the blocks the building blocks of where you you began today. Well, you began your initiative mm-hmm. because technically all those things have given you the knowledge and the skills. And maybe you was not you were not ready a year ago, but all the stuff added up to this year. And of course, maybe COVID had to do with it. I don't know how long you have started. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of things, a lot of people actually went, you know, into in terms of entrepreneurship, you know, in the last year because they felt that this is the right time to do it. Uh, and a lot of people do want to move on to something better because, yes, you can work for people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've tried both personally. So I work for people and I work for myself. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's there's a, a good you know, balance on both sides. But ultimately, as you continue working, you find yourself doing the same thing over and over. Now, sometimes you want to change that and, and, and attempt. You know try something new you have an expertise you're going to take the expertise and try to apply it yourself with as an independent person and hopefully you build your own enterprise now and bring other people that that will learn and eventually become the next you. and that's really the, the progression in life i mean all these businesses over the years they people farm out they learn they farm out they create their own enterprises and they move on and that's really a good thing now Maybe people are listening and like, well, no, that's crazy. I don't want to judge. I'm just comfortable doing what I'm doing today. Maybe, but five years from now, you might change your mind. Yeah. You, <laughs> you never know
1: when it comes.
0: Yeah. 10 years ago, you might have not thought about it because you were comfortable. You were like excited doing the stuff you liking it. But then eventually it's like, well, I got all this knowledge. I'm making this much money. How about taking it on the road and making more? And and and, and, and maybe with the, with the twist because sometimes we work for companies. We may not like everything that we hear and see. And when you take yourself out of there now you know what to do or not to do to and then you learn from those those things that these companies make and then hopefully you have something different so mm-hmm. it's 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 a great you know it's a great example of impact it's a great example of taking the next step and taking mm-hmm. the challenge and it's not easy
1: nope nope not easy and it and i welcome the challenge i i do like challenges uh this one's a bit different though because it's like i said we put it on ourselves well, but I think it's great <laughs> Motivational. nothing motivates like a good challenge right i mean something that you, i know that we cannot fail because if we fail then i don't right. know what i'm going to do
0: <laughs> well well that's 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 the key you start and, and that's the key to success is is sometimes that first step start the journey and yeah. then every day and i guarantee you every since the, the minute you started every day has been a new you know uh, a new add-on a new value And you tweak left, you tweak right, you add, you add, then you're learning as you go and you're building. Now, had you stayed behind and waited like, let me be ready for everything to be in place in the right moment, then you might have not started. See, when you start, you're already in it. Now you make it work.
1: Yeah. And you do whatever it takes. Yeah, you do whatever it takes, you know, and you just, you power through (laughs) and you learn. You learn. Every mistake, you're one step closer to a win. That's why I look at it.
0: It is. Well, there is no failure until you stop.
1: Yeah, as long as you don't.
0: Yeah, you just keep up. That's it.
1: That's a great so, way to put it.
0: So, so, so now your your podcast is really driven by this the business, or it was before the business?
1: Good, great question. And I don't say that as a cliche. It really is a good question because so the story is that at the former employer, we were very limited on what we could do, and for out for five years, I was trying to create a podcast for five years. Think about it. You said, what was I thinking five, 10 years ago? What was that? I was making a podcast? It wasn't about running a business. And I was able to finally last year, I was like, listen, I really need to communicate with people. Like, this is impossible. Like, it can't go anywhere. I have to talk. I need a way to network and talk with people and spread a message. And they're like, okay, you can do the podcast. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But they're like, you can't say anything about money. And my first reaction was, you've got to be kidding me. Like, what's the point? And then I realized, and I said to myself, "You know what? I really don't even want to talk about money. I mean, there's a bunch of money podcasts out there, and I'd be more than happy to recommend them to you. I listen to some of them myself because the information is good. But most of the most of the money talk and you know stock tips and that stuff—it's all boring. Like that's not really the type of show that I wanted to honestly do anyway. So I came up with Speaking of Impact because I just really wanted to talk to interesting people." who had some kind of purpose beyond just the bottom line of their business or whatever they do in life. They have a passion that they really care about. Maybe they work or volunteer at a charity or they go, they do trips and they help people across the world, or they just have something that they're really, really passionate about and really good at. And it's been the most amazing learning experience. So it really had nothing to do with the business. It, it was just something where people are making a positive impact. I've learned so much. I mean, you probably know, you get so much more out of being the host of a show or a podcast than you do by being the guest because you learn so much. I learned way more than I've put out. It's totally worth my time over the 40 or so episodes that we've recorded. We've recorded now. And so when we transitioned into the business, we realized that a lot of the messaging and people that we talk to on the show. the same type of mind about the people we want to partner with and work with and help so it's not directly related to our company which the name of our company is initiate impact so there's impact in both the words um but originally wasn't supposed to be combined but the name of our firm is initiate impact you go to the website initiateimpact.com and you'll see a lot of the wording and verbiage is very similar to what we talk about on speaking of impact the podcast but it the podcast came first
0: so Nice. Well, listen, it was something you, you wanted to do and you took it on the road. That's the other thing. Determination. You had a goal, you had an idea, you worked towards it, you made it happen. And then you mm-hmm. took it to the next challenge. Now you started business and now you're good. You got both. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know do what you love and that's, that's most important.
1: I'm finally using my broadcasting degree, to be honest with you. Uh, not using a lot of the stuff that we learned in school, but at least I'm talking on a microphone, you know.
0: Yes. I mean technically we we learn a lot of stuff. We don't use all the stuff we learn. <laughs> yeah.
1: We learn by experience anyway. So it's been a great experience doing the podcast and I love it. And yes, I just kind of dove right in too. I I, I do have uh, you know I, I had a, once again I had to lean on some other people. I, I don't edit the podcast myself because forget about it. I would be clueless. And I have some people helping me out and suggesting things to me all the time and my family and friends and and other people now, it's, it's grown enough to the point where I get feedback a lot of times from people. So uh, I've been blessed in that area as well. So it's been great. It's just an awesome learning experience. So I would encourage anyone, like you said before, just take action. If you want to start a podcast, it's very. It's honestly, it's not that hard to do it. You know, and I'd be more than happy to talk to anyone who wants a couple of pointers how to start. It's so simple. Um, but whatever the project is that you want to start, I would encourage anyone just jump on it. Just do it.
0: Listen, and 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 from this platform, I mean definitely. It's all about you set a target, you set a goal, you go after it. You know, You if you need to learn something, learn it. I mean, same thing with me. I mean, I started the channel and the radio uh, from an idea that came from a job. I actually proposed to have the same, same, almost the same story. Proposed to have actually a podcast for the company. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to do it. So I just created my own radio, There you know, I left the company. I did exactly that, you know, so, and, but that's, that's, I mean, it's, I mean, I was laughing when you, you stated it because And yeah. actually a few, few shows back, I, I gave the story about it. So it, it was exactly the same concept. You know, people don't see the value of this, but this is the future. I mean, even marketing, you know, uses podcasts now as, as a good venue to promote products and things like that. It's a big, it's a huge. Yeah, so,
1: uh, a business person if you're a business person a podcasting is a great way to have an intimate audience because you you can hear my voice and if you hear it over and over and over again I'm sure your listeners of your show feel like they know you because you're talking to them consistently
0: Well it is personalized and and, and you're right I mean you know you can go to webinars you can go to you know seminars and things like that this is exactly it now you can to pick who is the the host who is the speaker who is the guest what's the topic. You can download any episode from anyone that that's out there and learn from it. And you can learn from different opinions. That's mm-hmm. the that's the best part about it. So, oh, yeah, it's a very good way of for you know to, to quick learn because really you know there's everything is kind of like concentrated. <laughs> You're giving straight up you know stuff that people may have to look further to get it. I mean, in one hour you can give a lot of content that people can use real time. Yeah, uh, on demand. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a different thing, and a lot of people now are. I mean, they're really leaning on podcasts uh, more and more and more in, in all different walks of life and types of businesses. So, so, so I will actually have the description of the site and, and the actual podcast on, on the show. So anyone that's interested in, in, in listening and, and, and uh, you know, getting uh, more insights from Bob, uh, yeah, please feel free to check out the description. It will be there when we post it. And uh, yeah, I mean, see what's going on out there. And, and Bob, you know, for, for, for your business opportunity, um, it specializes in, to your point, to financial, like contemporary financial or different type of financial stuff. Uh, so anyone that needs to to plan for something in their future and their life and whatever they want to do, Bob uh, is the one. We can talk to you. <laughs>
1: yeah, give me a holler. We're really big on education. And we know, you know, we have quite a bit of experience in understanding the different, all kinds of different concepts in the financial world. And we really wanted to bring those services under one roof. I mean, I, w- what we found is a lot of people, they have an investment person, they have an insurance person, they have a tax person, they have a CPA, you know, they, ha- they have business advisors. We can, we want to bring as many of those things under one roof as possible so that you can have a one-stop shop, you can understand what's going on, you can be confident that you that managing your financial life is not something that should be stressful and it shouldn't take away from the stuff you care about the most. We don't want, like I said, we don't want money to be this stressful thing for families where it c- takes away from their relationship together and the things that they, call, they care about. So you can have the time to do the things that mean the most to you. So that's what we do. And you know, what's really cool about the industry too, is that because you are dealing with something that's so important, um, you can really make a positive impact in people's lives. And that's so fulfilling for me and Stacy, my business partner, because, um, we've seen a lot of people struggle with those things. So we know what it's like. We've seen both sides of this, both sides of it. So it's great. I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to talk about that. I'm really passionate about it.
0: Oh it's it's my pleasure. Now now you are in the business is located in Florida.
1: Yeah. So we're based in Florida, but we're a virtual you might call us a virtual family office. So we can serve people you know anywhere with technology these days. Nice. Excellent. So right. typically typically we will at a certain point, we will meet in person when this pandemic gets over. We, we, we do want to meet in person with the people that we know. And we travel, if need be. Um, but most of the work now, because of technology, and I said modern financial management, because financial technology is amazing these days. The way that we can share information and you know, provide things for you as they come up without having to, you don't have to drive out to the office and take an hour to get there and two hours. It's so much easier. So
0: Excellent. So, so, but but officially, you're in Miami still? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, our address is in Miami. I live in Fort Lauderdale and uh, – or man. outside of Fort Lauderdale.
0: Yeah, man, you know, I would give anything to be there right now. <laughs> where, where are you? Well, in Jersey. Right oh, okay. there, so it's pretty cold. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're probably freezing. It was like – honestly, I, you're probably better than what it was up there, but it was actually really hot today. I wasn't expecting it. To, it was supposed to be getting a cold front, I thought, and I went outside today. I was, like, sweating. It was warm. It was –
0: as soon as it gets there, it will never be as cold as it here. And and frankly, I'll take your cold versus our dear. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Well, the other day, I, well, next week, it's supposed to be like 60s or something. It's just going to be gorgeous. I'm not rubbing it in, but it's going to be gorgeous.
0: 60s is good. You know, yeah. we had 30s yesterday and today, so hey.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, no. we're, and then it starts getting below the like lower 60s believe it or not I'm uh, my thin my skin is super thin so like <laughs> I don't like it any colder than 65 to be honest with you or 70.
0: Well, that's the ideal. Well listen I mean uh, it's winter still well actually spring coming yeah. around, so, so spring break is around so that's the good news. <laughs>
1: it's, it's almost there and yeah, my wife will tell you about it. spring break for kids in our uh, in Palm Beach County right now down here my wife's school that she teaches at they don't have spring break until the the week before um well the week of easter
0: so yeah my kids next week so it's it's starting
1: that time of year man
0: well bob it was a pleasure we're coming out to the end of the hour here um you know i appreciate the time the story the advice and all the positive feedback here and the real energy uh so so folks if you're watching or listening in uh today or later you know bob de pasquale he's actually running a, a financial company firm mm-hmm. uh, the link will be in the actual description of the show uh, also check out his podcast speaking of impact he's yep. got one behind him so I'm, I'm just pointing to sign <laughs> right there look at that speaking of impact yeah, I didn't have to think about it I can read it right <laughs> all right all right so so with that being said uh thank you for watching and thank you for listening in uh this is Hurricane H Bob thank you And we will be talking tomorrow with a new guest, a new show, a new uh, topic. Ciao, ciao. Have a great night. Thanks, Hurricane.